henchmen out there in the geek nation i'm johnny destructo and with me this week is brian lieb hi and noel hi uh you're here and you're listening to the spoiler alert podcast you're also watching it maybe um we're live streaming on the youtube and the facebook and melly g already chiming in saying hey gents so this show is for her it's uh, you you think you're kidding melly g texted me earlier and said what time does spoiler alert go live again and i said well i'll tell you 11 o'clock melly g set her alarm for 5 p.m because where she is it's 5 p.m so that she could participate and listen and that that tickles my cockles i gotta tell you well um (laughs) i just heard sushan in the other room laughing at tickles my cockles (laughs) um correct me if i'm wrong too isn't melly g who suggested our main review today it is true thank you melly g uh melissa gums for uh last week she said yo idiots why don't you guys talk about rat queens and i was like okay we'll do that i thought it was i I was gonna say after you were just like oh that's aggressive um (laughs) yeah but cool Uh, she says, uh, how about the hench? Oh, you're right. What's up to all our sidekicks and hench people? Because I, I said henchmen and not, and she said, what about the hench women? It's true. Hench folk. Hench, oh, the hench folk. I like that. Tickle, tickle, she fine. says. Oh, my cockles. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if I mentioned this because we're off the rails. You're, you're, you're listening <laughs> and watching the Spoiler Alert podcast, the weekly comic book discussion show. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about at Melly G's behest request. So yes, at her behest. Yeah, sure. Yeah, at, if if anybody makes a request, I'm gonna you, do it. If you want to sound like we have any autonomy whatsoever, then it's by request. Okay. But if not, um, then yeah, whatever. So she wanted us to talk about Rad Queens. We're gonna talk about Rad Queens, but um, some good news is that some comics, the comics have started a flow in, my friends. So uh, there's a couple on the docket that we're gonna discuss that came out on. Tuesday slash Wednesday, because fucking DC. Hmm. Oh wait, pardon, hang on. Pardon my language. Some of the comics came out on just random days because we are going to talk about digital stuff. That's true too. Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. um, we're gonna t- like. I think we're gonna mention maybe uh, or do a thunder round of uh, Swamp Thing number four, number That's five right. dropped today. Oh really? Yeah, I went to what? look. I went to look up like the description. Number five drops today. So the digital, like the digital first books, are just just coming out whenever the hell they want, like twice a week. Um. All right, let's get started. Noel, you you did the notes, so we're gonna go off of what you wrote, which is we're gonna start with Deceased Unkillables number three. Diamond has this to say about it: It's the epic finale of the next chapter in the DC saga, as heroes and villains collide with one epic purpose, to escape the coming of the infected population of Gotham City and a monstrous Wonder Woman. It's time to ride the Fury Road one final time, dot, 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 
to Survival, uh, written by Tom Taylor with art by Carl Mostert. Uh, so uh, I got to say, I had no interest in the DC series when it first began. I was like, oh, all right, it's look, it's DC, but they put zombies in it. Cool. Um, although I will admit, Deceased, I love the name. I'm a sucker for that name. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out Tom Taylor wrote the crap out of it. And I had a really great time. And then, so anybody who hasn't read it, there's a three issue miniseries that just completed called Deceased Unkillables. Unkillables. And um, it's basically what happens with some of the villains slash antiheroes during the Deceased miniseries. Yeah. Did it, the, oh, I was going to say, other than you, has Brian, did you read Deceased at all? I did not. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This book takes place um, in the deceased series. There is a point where the heroes um, leave Earth, or the survivors leave Earth for for a period of time. This is what happens to the antiheroes that are left on Earth after the heroes have left. So, uh, yeah, that was just the setup. Sorry. Oh no, great. Um, now I read the first issue and I was like, I don't know, man. This isn't this isn't for me. Like it's cute that they have a little a little what's what are they the lobsters? Three the lobsters. Three lobsters. And they all of a sudden they had swag. They had t-shirts printed and hats printed and stuff. And it just felt like a really strange kind of. I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, it felt which like we're a, gonna talk about it a little later. Like a Matt Fraction joke in the middle of a different book. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it felt real weird. Uh, but I gotta say, reading this last issue. I was hooting and a hollering, boy. I was having a good time. I thought this was great. The violence was great. Uh, it was really disgusting. I, I, I was, you know, there's times I don't want to clog up our, um, have a, you know, a spoiler alert, instant message chat, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to clog it up. But I will clog up Noel's yeah. instant message, and I'll just like send him pictures of stuff that I'm cackling at. Um, so th I thought this was great. Um, Brian, you didn't read it, so shut up. No, what'd you think? <laughs> I did read. Uh, <laughs> you did read it? You didn't read it. I did read it. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. so you read this, but you didn't read anything else before it. I no, no, no. I read one, two, and three of this. I didn't read the uh, original miniseries. I didn't hear that. No, you guys are not crazy. I jokingly said that I hadn't read any of it and was kidding. So that's the thing. It does it sarcasm is hard because you <laughs> always sound very literal. I do. But it's hard. Like I, I have yet mastered it. It just didn't I work mean, out that time. I'm never gonna play poker with you because your tell is that you have no tell. Oh, see? All right. For the visual <laughs> <laughs> That was the... <laughs> That was like uh what's her name from um Arrested Development? Lucy. Uh, what are you what are you doing with your face? <laughs> uh for those only listening, Brian's trying to wink. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> It I'm looks like you're. It looks like you're yeah. taking an imaginary bite out of a sandwich that's just slightly out of frame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, what do you think of the book? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. So this, uh, I, for years and years, people have been talking about how Injustice is like the best Elseworlds, and it's you should be reading it because it's mm. so fun and it's so wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a video game. Uh, and then I read some of them. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. And it's Tom Taylor. This is the exact same feel. This is like a balls to the wall. Continuity doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And it's so incredibly entertaining. Deceased, same exact way. This reads just like that, where it's just, it's 
it's insane. And it's really fun insane. Like what if you had the keys to the kingdom, what would you do? And Tom Taylor would would do a whole bunch of really fun, fucked up stuff. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful. Ryan. Yes. Having only read this miniseries, what did you think? I liked it. I was uh that was the that was the point of me saying that earlier was that I thought it it stood on its own, right? I mean, I can't say for sure. I know who all these characters are. I know exactly how they would behave. I know the idea of the world has take, been taken over by zombies, right? All that being said, it stood on its own. Um, and it was fun. Yeah, uh, it was just like like you were saying, Hoot and Holly. It was like a rollicking good time where anything can happen. Uh, you know, as various characters get turned into zombies, it's, you know, like the Mirror Master. I was like, well, what the hell are you going to do now? He can go through any yeah. mirror, yeah, <laughs> like or reflective surface, you know. Yeah, no one's safe too. Like right. th- throughout the last two issues, it's been uh, these antiheroes trying to train and keep uh, a bunch of orphans safe. They don't entirely succeed, <laughs> right? Which was a shock too. You're yeah, like, and we know. And at first, at first, um, so there's a there's. A, do we want to straight up spoil it or? kind of talk around it there's spoiler alert yeah i know but still you know i you know cue the crowd um when mary marvel shows up so at first that Ah. at first that ticked me off like if you were a if if you're have the ability to contribute and help and you're not uh, like intentionally not for weeks or months or however long they're there under duress and and danger what the hell like that's a cheap reveal. But then when they actually get into the explanation really, really quickly of her knowing that she's mortal with the powers of a God, if she was infected, it would be 10 times worse. So she's literally been like saving herself from hurting others, which I thought was like really, really cool. And it was that explanation was achieved in like two panels. I was like, this is amazing economical writing and art. And it's just this this doesn't have any reason to be as good as it is. I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah, when I saw the Mary Marvel thing, I was like, what? She was there the whole... What do you... Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was a great reveal after I read the reasoning for the reveal, you know? Um, and I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. The uh, the art, I wasn't into at the in the first issue, but I've, it's really grown on me. It feels a little bit like Rip, R-Y-P. Do you remember that guy? Uh, I haven't seen him for a while, but he used to do a lot of stuff for like Warren Ellis and Warren or um, Alan Moore books for that little company. Yeah, isn't it like Juan Jose Reap? Yeah, that's it. Juan yeah. Jose Reap. Yep, thanks. Yep. Reminds me of that a little bit. Um, it's it's a brutal book, man. This was a lot of fun. And I actually laughed out loud a couple of times. Uh, I will show you one where, you know, they're tra- training these children in in the um, the style that they have been trained in, uh, so basically there's uh, what is her name Cheetah, mm-hmm. and she's got she's got a little buddy with little cat ears. Yeah, uh, and then he she calls her good kitty while they're on the bus, and the face that Cheetah makes yeah. as she says only she's allowed to call me that. <laughs> I loved it. I thought I actually laughed out loud. I thought it was really funny, really charming. Um, this is right up my alley. Something with a lot of blood and gore, but also superheroes, but also some comedy. Yeah, it's got a lot of heart. It. Yeah, it's got a lot of heart, yeah. too. Which yeah, is like really nice. with Shiva, Lady Shiva, and Cassandra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A very touching moment. Uh, yeah. From a character that you need to know all their backstory. But we all do. 
I mean, I mean, you you get the like if even in the last two issues, you get the impression like, oh, my mother runs a league of assassins or a group of assassins, mm-hmm. and I was raised like shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's the baseline of anything that's given, and is all you need. The, um, is this impenetrable for anybody that has knows nothing about DC? Probably. Yeah. Why would they probably call DC? Anyway? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's like walking into Disney World and saying like I never really liked this brand. I don't. I mean, I'm not having any fun. Like with this uh, half fish, half lady person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's this? What's this mer people bullshit? Oh, you mean these? This mal- lady doesn't these... seem to know what a fork is. It's a dingle hopper. What's what's up with this lady? Why? Why, are, why do these mice talk? They're rodents. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to the next series in Deceased because there is a sequel coming, um, also from Tom Taylor, I believe. Um, Dead Earth is that what it's called, or a Dead Planet or Dead Earth, something, something like, like that. that. It's um, it appears to be Dead for Planet, those like for those that haven't read the original series, which I would say go back and read because it's amazing. It's six issues and it's just fun as oh, hell. Yeah. Um, I think it's supposed to be set many, many years in the future when the heroes come back. So we have an aged up Jonathan Kent, an aged up um, Damian Wayne. So like the new generation of Batman and Superman coming back to resave the world, save the world. I have no idea. That sounds interesting. Maybe they found a I'm way. I'm a sucker for that sort of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it's it's the it's a whole thing where it's just like, what would you do if you had, you know, carte blanche and he's just like i'm gonna age everyone up i'm gonna do some crazy shit like uh, yeah. heroes die just straight up die mm. it was great um but before that even happens there's already a sequel called deceased hope at world's end i will show it to you now there it is it's a digital only dc or digital first dc book um and diamond has this to say The anti-life equation has infected over a billion people on Earth. Heroes and villains have fallen. In the immediate aftermath of the destruction of Metropolis, Superman and Wonder Woman spearhead a plan to try and stem the tide of infection, preserve and protect survivors, and develop a plan for what's next. In the Earth's darkest hour, heroes will bring hope. 2019's blockbuster series Deceased makes its digital first debut with stories set before the fall of Earth by Tom Taylor I removed myself from the stream by accident. I'm back. Um, so, yeah, I love this cover by um, Ben Oliver. He's a great digital painter. I love him. Um, that being said, I'm not a huge fan of Dustin Nguyen. Um, I like his watercolors occasionally, mm. but it, it's, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel tight enough for me. It feels very loose. Yeah. Um, but also, it's one of those books where every issue – is widescreen or every page I should say is widescreen. And so as you tip through it, that's the whole page. You get basically a half a page per page. Yeah. So what did you think, Noel? Um, I, it was fine. (laughs) The story was fine. So this, I think this is like the distinction almost between digital first and digital only. This is digital only. So it's for a reader, meaning that you get half a comic. Whereas the other ones that are, yeah. Because it, it it's, I, I really dislike how they're doing. Like they, this whole format of of doing only half a page is is almost only it only functions for somebody that's reading on their phone, like a very small thing. Whereas other than that, it just functions as annoying to literally flip a page every two seconds to just get to like the next panel. Like it messes with panel progression for me, and I, I just I don't enjoy it. The story itself was was cool um 
but because it was so short, it felt slight. And I'm gonna wait till it's collected. Like I, I mm -hmm. I'm not gonna continue this in in uh in digital. Well, also, how do you feel about the fact that it's going back and telling more of the same story from the first trilogy or the <laughs> first um, miniseries? I like the idea in so much as where uh, where some of these characters had been or were or are. So like um, Jimmy Olsen never really even thought about during the original series. And now they're showing us what happened to him, where he went. Um, this is not unlike during during the run of the original six, there was a one shot or a, a one and done that kind of showed you what was happening on Apocalypse. Which I really which, didn't like. I, I kind of dug it because they, they touched a little bit on magic. And John Constantine, and and you got to see Mr. Miracle and Barda, which are characters that I love. So it was cool. It wasn't as good as the original series, but it was like, it didn't feel useless. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how this feels. Like, it feels like a really, really good add-on or a cutscene, or, but it, it doesn't feel vital yet. I'll tell you, it feels a little bit like all of these dis disparate, um, disparate miniseries, disparate um, miniseries feel... Like, we're just kind of, here's this, but then, oh, oh, here's this one. Oh, here's this one. Like, it doesn't feel like it really has a plan. And I I mean, it makes sense. It feels like they did Deceased and mm -hmm. then um, decided, oh, shit, this, this did really well. We need to do more of this. Let's, let's make more. Uh, and so it feels a little bit like they're just sort of throwing stories out as opposed to, here's volume one, here's volume two, here's volume three. Um uh, and I feel like, let's say, for instance, they were going to make an omnibus, deceased omnibus. How would you put these things in there? Because you've got you've got the main story, and then you've got Unkillables, which happens during the main story, and then you've got uh, Hope at World's End, which takes place during the main story. You know, it just feels strange. I would, I'll tell you how I would like them to do it, just in chronological order, which <laughs> is how a good omnibus is put together. Hi, Cody. Cody's tuning in. I think Spider-Man Clone Conspiracy did this, he says. Uh, the So, Cody, the Spider-Man Clone Conspiracy trade paperback did... What's what's this version? What's this? Is that everything is chronological or... Chunks. Oh, I see. In chunks, not in order. Mm. No, sir. I don't like it. Yeah. Like Mr. Not Horse. At all. Nope. Don't like it. Not a fan. Mr. Horse. Mr. Horse, I'm sorry, from Ren and Stimpy. Don't apologize. No, that reference like was it. on point. <laughs> I never. No, I just no, I never watched Ren and Stimpy. I never, never vibed. Never felt alive, have you? No. Whoa. Well, who's to say? Um, you. Speaking of people who may or may not be or feel alive, this deceased hope at world's end. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. I I. It was funny because the title makes it sound different than it is. And I didn't read that description uh, beforehand, nor did I see it, its existence. Uh, so the previous one, Unkillables, I was like, this shit's going downhill. You know, everybody's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> problem. There's problems here, right? Not in the story, but in the for the characters. And this one, I'm like, all right, well, Superman and Wonder Woman are on the cover. I don't know how this is working out, but the world has already ended. Things will move forward. <laughs> it will be fine. Uh, but that is not the case. I guess I felt kind of so not having read the other thing. Um, I guess I felt similarly to you guys. Like I got what I thought was cool of that world in the previous one. And this one, 
you know, it was a cool story. I didn't, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't like love it or anything, you know? Although interestingly, I thought of it more like getting two pages per rather than half, right? So I, usually when you're reading it on a digital reader, if it's a splash page, you turn it into landscape, you know? I see. So I thought of it, you know, not paying attention to any panel breaks or how it would actually be printed. But I was just like, oh, I'm reading it in this. This is page. a full double page spread. Every right. every exactly. panel is a double page it's, spread. It's a That's full it. double page spread every single yeah. hit. However, Which, there's like minimal dialogue. It's it's a full page spread and no story. That's well, a real glasses half full. Yeah. Look at this. I like that. Um yeah, I mean that's just how I that's just how I perceived it. I also tend to prefer it to be to be a portrait landscape. Generally, actually, you know what I'm looking through, and the reasoning doesn't apply. I generally find that words are a little too small when we're reading a regular comic when they when they go landscape mode, just like just slightly, and it's like I could, if it was just a little bit bigger. That's but, why I always I, I zoom in because I got old man eyes. So yeah, even yeah. on a regular page, I'll be like, <laughs> I mean, I, and and let's be honest too. If I was just reading a, an actual issue, I would have to like kind of refocus a little in if it's a double page spread in the text box. It's not. It's yeah. the same exact user <laughs> user issue or user interface. This size or this size, I still have to close up or move <laughs> it in. To wrap up this story, though, I think this was great. Uh, as far as like deceased mm. as an event, if I if I'm going to recommend it, or if if I'm asked, do I recommend deceased? Yes, mm. I recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it as a whole. Yeah, this didn't this didn't turn the ship over or anything. This is still fun. I just I would want more of this instead of just like in these little digital chunks. And I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, let's start with let's well that's not yeah let's start doing some thunder rounds. I got my little timer here. I'm gonna turn it on, because that's how things work. Here we go, and I'm gonna put one minute. All right, so Brian, Yo. as succinctly as you can, what is a thunder round? A thunder round is 60 seconds of talking or thoughts expressed in another way about a one comic, and then it's over. 60 seconds, and then it's done. It's and never done. discussed again, and there's no more talk about it ever. Yeah, in fact, Every every copy of the issue that is discussed yeah. disappears. <laughs> yeah. So if it's if we decide to do a thunder round on a key issue, you fucked. That's it. Yeah, read it first. You don't get it. <laughs> All right. So Noel's up first with Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number ten, written by Matt oh. Fraction and art by Steve Lieber. Okay. No, you ready for this? Yeah, I didn't know I was doing it for this one, but I, all right. I, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber is a book that's very enjoyable and entertaining to read. Um, it's also been a very difficult read if you're mm. – <laughs> it's a very um, intentionally intense and out-of-order story. So reading it in issues is just – it's a it's a struggle, but a fun struggle, but a struggle. This is not a breezy read, um, even though all of it's breezy-ish. Uh, like the story itself is slight, but it's just so intricate that it's, you can't just like quickly go through it. Um, in the story so far, uh, Jimmy has constantly been uh, 
thwarting attempts at his life. And then here we finally realize as to who is uh, trying to kill him and it breaks his heart a little bit. Um, the book itself is fun, but it's um, sometimes it's a little too cute to the point where you're just like, eh. all right. End of round. End yeah. of round. Uh, you know, that, uh, Brian, while I appreciate your description, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, uh, I've been trying to catch up on Jimmy Olsen. Uh, I read issues one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven yesterday and today. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I'll tell you why, because this book is not kind to uh, binge mm. reading. Mm. Um, it is what, like Noel likes to say too cute by half sometimes. Yeah, it's there too are cute times by, by there are times where this book has me cackling out loud. And my wife goes, what do you, what do you, what is this? What's happening? Um, but then there's other times where I'm skipping paragraphs of text because I know it's nonsense and it brings nothing to the, to the yeah, book. Like my, every, every um, segment starts with a little text box that just, it's skippable. Like you kind of need it to, to, to set up what you're looking at, but also, yeah, like every other page has that. Yeah. Um, and so I sort and, of, luckily it has and, bolded words so I'm able to just go, oh, this is for, this is important, this is important, this is important. There we go. They're all just alliteration jokes, which is really, really funny for two or three issues or sparsed <laughs> out. But literally every third page is an alliteration joke in, you know, like 200 words of it before you get to, like, the fun part of reading comics and the panels and the jokes. So after a while, it just becomes like, all right, I get it. You did it 20 effing times fine yeah. but and even I, I i suspect that even the writer knows that they're doing this too because a lot of them sometimes are oh we're doing this again like it's fourth wall breaking joking about how it's an old joke so it's just like all right just uh, create a new paradigm if it's if it's even boring you yeah however the content of the book is just really really fun and breezy the art is beautiful the story is fun as hell but then it, it gets halted to a stop by something that's just a little too cute or dumb I, I, it's yeah. weird Although, this is totally worth reading <laughs> I, it's yes it is worth reading and it's got some of my favorite batman stuff which is not batman stuff uh this you know if you're going to read this book it's like i said earlier with the deceased unkillables where all of a sudden everyone had um merch for the thing that they just talked about just now yeah. and um this book is filled with stuff like that so if you're going in looking for actual batman stuff it's it's not batman it's it's just jokes uh at batman's expense uh <laughs> but they're funny and i laughed at them so um uh, but uh, to counterpoint that there's a real great Superman scene in like, yeah. issue one or two. That's, you know, one of my favorite Superman scenes. That's like one of my favorite versions of Superman and his interaction with Jimmy Olsen is, is lovely. So um, it's sort of all over the place, this book, but I enjoy it. Yeah. And if you didn't know, um, well, like they give Jimmy a family. I don't know if he ever had one before. He's got a sister and a brother. Um, and his actual name is not James. It's Jimberly. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think that's original. Uh, well, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's original. Oh, okay. but, <laughs> but it's a whole. There's, a, it's like three names. It's like Jimberly James, Jijing, Jijit Olson. Like all of them have really stupid J names, which is another one of those like jokes that's, it's too cute, and then it comes back around. This is a. This is definitely a book that, um, rewards, but then also aggravates, uh, dedicated readers. 
So yes. it's yeah, it's this is kind of the feeling that I had when I was rereading uh, Hawkeye. Maybe it was like residual this mm-hmm. placed on that. Like you're right. doing shit in here in, in Jimmy Olsen that you were doing 10 years ago. And, and in Jimmy Olsen, it's it's tweaking at me. So it's like it's Ooh. now I'm feeling it over here at, at Hawkeye. Nice name. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, Jimmy Olsen's name, just real quick before we move on. Uh, Jimmy has somehow engaged in a prank off with Batman. <laughs> a little um, bit. And, and Batman, I think, uh, drops the mic by saying, oh, I had your name legally changed to Jimphony, like Symphony, but it starts with Jim. Batman always wins, Jimphony. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's so, right. Kimberly. I would rather be Jimphony Kimberly out of the two. Although, I didn't grow up with my Jimberly. a family name, though. There's, uh, there's prestige. Right. There you go, then. There you go. Brian, you're up. Uh, it's time for your thunder round. Really? Thunder round. I there forgot. There it is. I forgot. It's been so long since we've done thunder rounds. It's been a long time. Yeah. Thunder round. Thank you. Um, your thunder round is going to be Flash Fastest Man Alive, <laughs> number four, uh, written by Gail Simone and art by Clayton Henry. It is a digital first DC release. 60 seconds on the clock. Go. So uh, I was looking forward to this, and I I did not realize, or still I'm not sure, if this is the first part of this story. Um, it's hard to say. This one is in the 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 up and down portrait format. Uh, Flash has traveled into the future. There's a whole city that has super speed, but it's not so great. Eobard Thawne is in charge, and uh, you know he doles out the super speed in ten minute blocks just to. Give you a little taste. It's like a drug kind of thing. Uh, and then, let's see. Oh, they do the they do the thing where he was a big fan of Barry Allen, and uh, then something happened. He when he got his super speed, he was driven crazy, which I don't think is the original deal. But um, let's see. The thing that I thought. No, it's not in this issue. It's in the other Flash issue. Uh, it was cool. You know, Flash, Reverse Flash, fun. In the future, but does not conclude a story. Shut up! <sighs> I was trying to eat really fast while I wasn't on camera. Thunder <laughs> <laughs> round of eating. <laughs> Noel. Yeah. The final thunder round. Thunder round. Thank you. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 14, written by Jordi Belair with art by David Lopez. There it is. He put it up on the screen there. Look at that, you got that burn cover. It's mm. pretty cool. That and is you can see the page, page underneath too. it. That is the first page. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm live. All right. So, so <laughs> I, uh, before before quarantine, I had decided to drop this book mm. because I had been reading it from the jump, and I did not like the Hellmouth um, crossover very much. I think it was it was a little bit. It didn't feel like an event. It was a little slapdash the way that the tie-ins worked, and I, I, I didn't. I almost forgot plot points. Um, but then it ended in a pretty good way. Like it ended with a lot of like earth-changing stuff. So, so during the quarantine, I had reached out to my local comic shop, and he was just like, "Don't be a dick." And I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll try and read some more." Um, and then this issue came out, and the art's fantastic. The story is a different story than I'm used to in the Buffyverse because her whole group is dispersed 
completely and permanently dispersed. And she has new Scooby gang members, one of which is Kendra, the slayer that was to set to replace her while she was in hell, but now she's back and they're together. Oh, okay. Kendra is still alive. <laughs> so I guess I can find out on my own if Kendra is still alive. She was uh, killed, right? And and Yeah, she was unceremoniously killed in the show, yeah. like after two issues. Now she's a part of the Scooby gang and they and they clash. Um, Robin, for, uh, the principal in like later seasons, whose mother was a slayer. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Robin yeah. Woods. 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 Yeah, he's Woodside. on Lucifer now. Oh, DB Woodside's the actual actor. Um, yeah. either way, he uh, he's a he's a high school student with them and has Watcher lineage in his in his family. So he's a in Watcher in training. So like her Scooby Gang is completely different. Some main characters have died. Some have escaped. And like left this the state. Um, this book ends with a very weird kind of cliffhanger that at first I didn't understand, and when I looked it up, I now it's like, oh shit, are they trying some? Are they trying this? And it it was just kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Unspoiler no. alert. I want to read it. <laughs> um, Max, Max Manzini says good morning. Good morning. Aum. Uh, and Melly G says, yum, but syrup is a most. Probably must. Is a must. Oh, syrup is a must. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's, it's also true. a moist. Syrup yeah. is a moist. That's true. It fits. <laughs> I always ask for that when I'm like I'm at an IHOP and they forget to bring it to the table. I'm like, please bring me your finest moist. Yes. If you're at an IHOP. Like, oh, syrup. Oh, maybe moist. If you're at an IHOP, there's sticky moistness on the tables. <laughs> because no matter what they wipe it with, it's still... I have not been to an IHOP in over 25 years, probably. Well, you know, go to a Denny's and IHOP or any kind of Ooh, large... There's, uh, there's not so many around anymore. Breakfast you apparatus. Like, there's no Denny's in the area. I mean, yeah. you could you could travel to, what, Carolina and I could. go to a Waffle House that's open now? I could do that. I got to tell you. I got to yeah. tell you. Uh, uh, there is a... In Bryn Mawr, there is an IHOP. And I will go out of my way. Susha Ooh. and I will drive to Bryn Mawr because I want IHOP. And... They did a thing a while ago where they were called IHOB. Yeah. And so yeah. they changed their P to a B. They like flipped it. Yeah. And they were uh, International House of Burgers. Yes. And everyone made fun of it and whatever. And it was like, it was a gag. Yeah. You know, it was obviously just like a thing to be like, we do burgers now. Uh, yeah. And I got, yo, those burgers are awesome. Really? I was uh, really cool. surprised. I, uh, the best burger I've ever had was at a Denny's. Mm. Uh, now, I was intoxicated. Uh, at the time because it was like two in the morning however yeah. yeah it was a grand slam burger so it was essentially breakfast a full breakfast on top of a burger mm. and it was one of the best things i've ever had in my life uh oh i guess we should talk about what we're here for uh we were going to talk about plunge um oh but i forgot to put that in the notes it wasn't on the it wasn't on the notes so i guess fuck me it's great it's yeah. got listen listen here we go math zombies that's all yeah. you need to know uh, Rat Queens Volume 1, Sass and Sorcery, written by Curtis J. Weeby. W-I-E-B-E is his name. Uh, with art by Rock Upchurch. And uh, D uh, Diamond has this to say. Who are the Rat Queens? A pack of booze-guzzling, death-dealing, battle maidens for hire. And they're in the business of killing all God's creatures for profit. It's also a darkly comedic assassin sorcery series starring Hannah, the rockabilly elven mage, Violet, the hipster dwarven fighter, 
D, the atheist human cleric, and Betty, the hippie smidgen thief. But, and Betty, the hippie smidgen thief. <laughs> it makes it sound like she steals smidgens, but no, she she's a smidgen who is a thief. Uh, this modern spin on an old school genre is a violent monster killing epic that is like Buffy meets Tank Girl in a Lord of the Rings world on crack. Exactly you guys think that that is appropriate description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can so when when this was a uh, when this was asked of us, um, I had only really known about this book based off of the 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 controversy of it. So here's a question: We didn't uh, like work out beforehand. I have the page up to kind of so this it, like after reading about everything that's happened with this book, it almost feels like it's a cursed book. Mm. Cause there's, it's more than just like one artist being arrested. It was like a series of artists dropping and starting and, and like things happened up to the point where now the original writer is not even on the book anymore. Oh. He's just what? like done. Yeah. It's this, it's a very weird history of this book. And I don't know Do you if you want to us... get into it before. Yeah. Give us the quick right. I have no idea about any of this. I'll straight up pull up this, the page. So Give us the quick and moist. Oh, the quick and moist. So. <laughs> After artist Rock Upchurch was arrested on charges of domestic violence in November 2014, Weeby announced that Upchurch would no longer be illustrating the series. Hmm. In December 2014, Image Comics announced that Stepchen Sejic hmm. would continue the series as artist beginning with issue nine. So eight issues of Rock Upchurch, and then he was arrested for domestic violence. Hmm. Um, in February 2015, preceded by a special issue after uh, about the Orc Warrior Braga. Artist Tess Fowler in January twenty or twenty fifteen. After the Sedjik Seft, I can't say his name. Left the I always series, say Stefan Sedjik. Sedjik left the series in July for health reasons, only doing two issues. Fowler, who had done the one shot before, continued the series as the main artist, joined by colorist Tam, uh, Tamara Bonvillain. In April twenty sixteen, so that's only three months later. Oh, sorry, about a year later, Fowler left the title, and Weeby paused work on it. In May 2016, Fowler wrote that Weeby pushed her out to make room for Upchurch's return by then for the fourth arc. Uh, Weeby denied this and said that the collaboration was not working out creatively and reasons uh, for the, were the reasons for Fowler's departure in the comics hiatus. Then, th two months later, Weeby announced that Rat Kings would continue as a webcomic. Early strips in this format were drawn by Mike Norton. Then, in November 2016, four months after that, Weeby announced that Rat Queens would return to print as and a new series artist, Owen Gianni. Uh, <laughs> so they did 16 issues of this first volume. Eight with Rock Up Church, two with Sedgwick, and uh, wow. that's six with Towler or with Fowler. So it's up to 16 issues. Then a webcomic with Norton. And then on Reddit, uh, he announced that issue 16 that he did with Fowler we're going to forget about it. It's never going to be collected. It was the start of an arc that's never going to happen. We're rebooting the book altogether. And he did with Guinea. They ended their work together with the new issue with issue 15 of the second volume. And now the new writer or, and then uh, we be quit. He was just like, I'm going to do other stuff, but the book is popular and people love it. So Ryan Ferrier, who was the um, letterer is now the writer of the book. And Pris Priscilla Petrates is the new artist, and they've been going strong since. Cool. So this book has gone through like the ringer of 
crazy weird mm. happenings from, from arrests to social media fights to canceling it to restarting it again to the writer just being like, I'm out, but probably mm. still owning the, the, the book itself. Like just insanity. Hmm. I kind of get it. I, cause for a while there, cause I, I've been privy to a lot of this stuff. Um, not, not privy. I don't know. I have any, no insider knowledge. I mean, I've been aware of, of like the ups and downs with this series and the strange things that have been going on. Um, and so after a while, I was just kind of like, God damn it. I feel so bad for the writer of this book who just yeah. wants to put out his, his source and sorcery comedy, you know, <laughs> feminist dope ass book and people keep fucking it up for him. Um, now, I'm sure there are things behind the scenes that I'm unaware of. And maybe he's, you know, doing some of this to himself. I, I have no idea. But I, after a while. I mean, it is possible. That they, yeah. I mean, know, he, could be, he yeah. could be the aggressor for all we know. Because, like, I, I, who knows? Because the one, that, the, one, the one part of it that was really, really weird was Tess Fowler essentially quitting the book and then publicly being like, hey, I was pushed out because they're bringing back Rock Up Church. But that actually never happened. So did that right. not happen because she made it public or was it never like, or was, was she, she mistaken? mistaken? Yeah, it was just all kinds of weird stuff. And then it finally came back, yeah. lasted for 15 issues. And then again, he left. But I thought what was really, really cool about it, though, is that 16th issue of the start of an arc that's never going to get finished will never be reprinted. Yeah. And it's in no collections. Yeah. So there's like a random issue of Rat Queens, number 16, volume one. That's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I for, for when I read this for shits and giggles, I looked it up on on eBay. Like, who's selling this? And like, how much are they trying to get for it? And it's it's really yeah. not that big a deal. Nobody gives yeah. a shit. <laughs> so it seems also like the issues with the artists, other than Tess Fowler, don't seem to have been related to the writer, right? Like they're all just. That's what I'm saying. No. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, no. I mean, your artist gets arrested for tussling with his wife right right um which is that's the thing i didn't want to make it out like it no maybe left it on a note like maybe it's his fault but it doesn't no i just mean like um usually you have one problem if you have any problems at all right right. he had like four different types of problems back to back yeah Yeah. maybe he owned one but other than that like that's that's like a cursed book yeah Yeah, that does suck so but does it oh i'm sorry jd yeah are you uh um Melly G says, I had no idea about all that happened. I uh, really enjoyed the comic. I have six volumes, um, which, you know, Melly G is the one who asked that we talk about it this week. So you have, you've learned something today. Now, I don't know if it's stuff you wanted to learn. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's going to affect your enjoyment of the book at all, but um, there's some knowledge for you. Uh, now, what did you guys think of the actual book? Because I got to say, I read this for, you know, I do a book club at my shop. Um, and we did this a couple years ago for my book club. And so I, I, I really enjoyed it back then, but I still was like, do I want to read this again so soon? I did. I really enjoyed rereading it this week. Um, I had a blast with it. I was laughing again. I was having a good time. Uh, I think this is a really fun, and I'm not a huge fantasy guy. My big brother, he always grew up in, he, uh, in the D&D world, and he was a big D&D guy. Um, and that was sort of my intro to it. Never really sort of... Um, was my bag. I was more into like, maybe like uh, stuff like the matrix sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this was a bucket of fun. And if, even if you don't like Dunces and Dragons style um, gameplay or stories, I think this is charming enough that it surpasses all of that. And it's just a real fun story. What did you think? No. Oh no, I completely agree. Um, I was, when it was suggested, I was very apprehensive because it's not 
uh, something that I enjoy reading for the most part, like sword and sorcery stuff. It's visually, I even have a trouble kind of like, you know, watching all of it. Like I don't just gravitate to the genre. Um, but I gave the first issue a shot and it was so fun and it just continued to be so fun. And I love these characters. Um, and it, it, it's, this was better than I, uh, it was a, it was a wonderful surprise. I thought it would I be should a chore. Say the characters are Betty, D, Hannah, yeah. and Violet. I like Although that. the lettering makes it look like Viglet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. The like quick intro yeah. to each character kind of thing. Yeah, I feel bad saying I, I really love the art too. Oh, the art's great. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah, a shame. It's a really good art. It sucks that that guy did or at least was credibly accused of doing mm-hmm. ter- yeah. whatever terrible things he did. I have no idea. Uh, now, to be fair, I didn't. I haven't done no research on the how that whole situation ended up. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, he's not um, in jail. Yeah, but um, uh, Brian, what did you think of the book? So I, uh, real quick before that, Melissa, can you tell us? Does it? Is there an end of a story in a satisfying way? I'm super into reading more of this. I loved it, but if it's just kind of like all of these things and the stoppages have prevented it from really from really ending. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's an amorphous sort of question. You know, obviously it could keep going and there's an ending here, but mm. just I, in general. I mean, I could attempt to answer that for you. Like, um, it appears as though this book is set up very much like a big two comic where there's, these are just characters you follow. There's no, yeah. like playing D&D, this, there's no explicit end goal for the story that they're telling so each arc kind of feels of its own there's there's only like one or two little threads but the story itself was taken care of so if you if you wanted to just start picking up the trades one two and three are that first 15 issues and then satisfying so and then the the next three are the new artists the new start yeah um like obviously it's meant or not obviously but it's meant to like keep continuing but Mm -hmm. is there enough of it to like feel like okay cool we got a full you know like i would say yeah with the first three volumes yeah yeah okay cool yeah yeah like she said too there's six like each volume is five issues and like that 16th issue was the start of a new arc Mm -hmm. like just a new little campaign that they Mm -hmm. just decided not to finish so Mm -hmm. not knowing it exists is no big deal Right, right. Um, yeah, it's cool. I love it. This one panel really jumped out of me where, uh, right in the beginning, where Violet has that sword, like breaking the panel. Oh, yeah. You know? Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I found the characters, they're so engaging, so fun. Uh, what's her name? Betty is great. <laughs> She's awesome. The idea of the woman who is the cleric who has rejected the god of her culture mm-hmm. as not existing, but like she is enough for the holy power to manifest. I love that idea. You know, the mm-hmm. cleric who who draws it from her own, uh, you know, selfness or or in through, through some other way. You know, who knows how that progresses? But uh, very cool. Um, yeah, the art is engaging. Uh, the and the characters are so they're so interesting. The Violet's got a beard that she shaves. That's not a huge character yeah. element, but it's fun. You know, 
Anyway, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And I'd, I'd love to keep going with it. I think it's yeah. kind of, the D&D influence is interesting. So I never was a huge D&D player, but I love fantasy stuff. You know, I probably have more in my reading history of sci-fi, but there's some real strong fantasy elements. And so all of this is like right up my alley. And um, the the sort of idea, like there's these this bar where groups of adventurers gather and they have their they have different names. The four Daves, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but uh, you know, it's kind of like the experience of the characters playing, well, yeah, playing D anD D. You know, yeah, like the 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 plot mechanics of the story are are similar to what a campaign would be or, or a game would be, and then it just is the characters acting on their own on their own, not some sort of device of someone making choices for them. It's just, right. it's, it's just the start of campaigns and then the story unfolds. So a lot of times, uh, I can't remember what it's been, but I've read things that try and capture the spirit of D and D or role-playing games mm-hmm. and they do it in a novel way or, or like uh, like a novelty of like quick roll the dice, like kind of shit like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not always, yeah. To me, that's not capturing the magic of of these stories. It's whereas this does because it doesn't do shit like that. It's literally just like, hey, here's three teams. You three teams each have a task. Go do it and come back. Like just start and then and then let it go. As opposed to keep reminding you that you're in a game or that you're in a a, an active story. Because the idea when you're playing a game is you want it to feel as little like playing a game and as much like reality as you can. Like, exactly. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought. wants to. Mm. Melly wants to know what our favorite character is. Oh, I don't know. I'm not much one for favorites. I probably. There are <laughs> elements of every character I like. Yeah, it's a tie between Betty and Violet for me. Yeah. I like I like Violet because she has a beard. So, um, just something quick I wanted to touch on as I started reading the issues. Um, there were things like this um, where we've got Violet and it's like, oh, no, I've bent over and my there's this arrow is lifting up my skirt. And, yeah, I'm wearing pants. But look, there's my little rumpy. Um, and I was, you know, and a lot of the, the characters are drawn sort of like sexualized a little bit with the super short skirt and the, the cleavage yeah. hanging down, everything like that. Um, and so at, at first I was a little concerned. Is this going to be one of those male gazy kind of like, oh, they're all just super hot and they all want to have sex and do fights and nah, which felt a little, a little um, um, douchey to me, if I may. Um, but I think there are things throughout the series that counterbalance that. And I think one of those is Violet's, the fact that her whole she comes from a race of people that they all have beards. And whether you're a male or a female, you have a big, luxurious beard. And so uh, her brother shows up in this volume and is like, you fucking, you shaved your beard. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And eventually she actually um, grows it out. And Melly G comments, her beard is a huge thing uh, in the upcoming volumes. Wow. So um, while I was a little concerned at first, I think this does an interesting job of sort of giving you strong... Um, female characters with agency uh, but they're also sexual beings um yeah i think it, yeah i think it handles it very well yeah More, I, I was, was a little nervous. Nice. i was gonna i was gonna mention that too like that those those pinups at the front don't do any kind of justice to the actual characterizations because they they do they love to drink 
and fight and fuck. Like mm-hmm. they are full fleshed characters that aren't like adherent to any specific kind of gender role. Cause they could take care of literally everything and anything They're They're the roughnecks of the entire town. Like these women are, are no joke. Mm-hmm. And that those pinups at the beginning don't really kind of show that. And so it, it being like the first two slides, it's like, cool, cool. Don't care. Don't care. And it's not yeah. until you actually start reading that, that, that it comes through. Oh, that's funny. I really like them. I really like them in the beginning. I thought it was cool to have like a, the, you know, like a very short description of what, you know, kind of like a little thing to hang your, your hat on about what each character was. The only oh, one. No. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't mind that. I love, oh, I oh, you know what? Cause yeah. my brain is bad. I always need an introduction to who we're going to be reading. It, it helps mm. set up my, my brain space where this story is going to occupy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I have a, a clear, um, uh, visual on who the characters are going to be and who I'm supposed to be focusing on. It really helped me out. Mm. Uh, it was really more of like the things of like the, oops, I've dropped something. Now look at my butt. You know, is that sort of. Yeah. The violet one was the only one I thought like after having read the book, I was like, that yeah, doesn't say anything about the character that she is. She should have a sword out or something. Yeah. It, you know, that, that kind of deal. Um, yeah. Oh, but- also the thing with the guy, the, you know, the guy who's the captain of the guard, who's, you know, pretty affable for a while. Sawyer? Cuts the dude's hands off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an awesome surprise. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and him and Hannah have some sort of a relationship. This is yeah. just a great book. This is yeah. really fun. This I'll is yeah, I was slightly disappointed by, I was like, well, it was still fun, but I'm a little disappointed when Bernadette turned out to be the one behind it. But then she wasn't the one behind it. Yeah. <laughs> more coming, you know. Well. And the, the mix of the atheist cleric. That's a cool scene, too. That's great violence. Cool. Wait, she was the one behind it. She just wasn't behind the larger plot. That's what she I mean. She hired yeah, the assassins. Behind the whole deal. She was but behind the part. Yeah, yeah. A whole no. bigger thing about the church and the cult and yeah. squid god. She has rejected. I'm wondering if it's going to turn out that Violet... You know, the squid god is like, no, I've been empowering you the whole time. You know, yeah. it wasn't you at all. Uh, we'll see. I'm curious to see what her what her deal is. Um, yeah, uh, the, the series continues strong for a while. Um, I cool. haven't I'm not all caught up. Um, I, to be honest, I was a little turned off by all the ups and downs and mm. sort of the the publishing problems. I- yeah, for for no other reason than the fact that it's uh, uh, an uncertain timeline as to when you're going to get the next volume. Sure. Like, if they can't keep a schedule, then, yeah, I'd be apprehensive to read it until it's done. Yeah. You know, like, if, it, you if know, it's not even like that, you know, because I know uh, Image, a lot of what the creators do these days is they will write six issues, 12 issues, whatever, take a couple of months off to, like, catch mm. up, and mm. then they'll come back. But you're kind of aware of that moving into the series. Yeah. This was so many, like, we're going to do this, but then, nope, we're going to do this instead. And it, mm. it's not the fact that they were taking breaks. I, I oh, like yeah. it, actually, when indie books like this just do it a little chunk at a time. I'm totally fine with that. I do not need it to be monthly uh, in order to keep interest in it because I can't keep up with most monthly books anyway. I, I think I think what I was trying to say was the same thing you just said. I, I don't mean monthly. I just mean the ups and downs of their schedule, yeah. not a schedule. Yeah. Or, or like the not not sticking with what they said they're going to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Melly G says there is going to be more surprises with Sawyer. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You know, I'll um, say this. Yeah. Oh, the uh, 
Betty, on, on our topic of, you know, female characters with agency, I was actually surprised to learn right at the, when we started talking about it that it was written by a guy. Um, I just assumed that it was written by a woman and didn't, you know, breeze past the cover and then kept going. But uh, Betty, I think, is a strong element in that. She's so, she's so strong-willed but little and cute that the juxtaposition of those things, the the like strong-willed drinker, magic <laughs> mushroom taker really mm-hmm. takes the four. Uh, you know, I, I just like that juxtaposition mm-hmm. as a, a smidgen, sort of an elf-like character, but since they mm-hmm. had elves in another. This is, the, this is the first and only thing I've read by Curtis Weeby. It looks like the only other thing that he's, I guess, that I have even heard of that he's popular for is Peter Panzerfaust. Oh, that was him. Sure, yeah. I heard really... I used to, you know, when back when I was listening to iFanboy on the regular, uh, they were real big fans of that book mm. like a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it since, and I never quite got into reading it, but I, I do remember them really liking it. Yeah, um, the cell phone rock thing is cool, too. Yeah, I was just going to say that. There's some, uh, they, do an interesting thing, <laughs> they, do, they do an interesting thing here where uh, they have these old-timey Dungeons & Dragons sort of things, but then they'll introduce more... Um, uh, current technological advances, but by way of magic, I think it was kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, so- I like that the teams are friendly with each other, uh, like rivals, but friendly. At first, I kind of thought it was going to be they just don't like each other at all. You know, they hate each other. Yeah. But I like to see that you know when they were being attacked. Uh, I thought it was a good mix of like one team's wiped out entirely. They help another team, so you know survives mm-hmm. to some extent. The yeah, they're fine. And, but they, they function. They function like professional sports teams. Yeah. Like you are rivals, but we're right. all on the same profession. Yeah, you all like, like, yeah, the like yeah. thing, and if something really bad goes down, you know, mm-hmm. you'll help out. Yeah, it's cool. Well, the the reason that we're introducing these characters at all, sort of the main thrust of the book at first, is that uh, the Rat Queens have spent the night in the drunk tank for the <laughs> for the thousandth time in this town. Um, <laughs> And uh, so they're given a chance by the mayor, right, mayor, to um, do these different tasks. So all of the different um, mercenaries have been assigned these different tasks, and each one goes to their designated uh, location, and it's a trap. And so a lot of them are killed off, and so the remaining uh, mercenaries, mercs, if you will, have to team up and figure out what, what is the, you know, who's the culprit behind this big conspiracy. That took me by surprise a little bit. I, I just, I had a, it took me a second to figure out what was happening. I thought they get locked in jail and they are given these tasks because they have been locked in jail, which I think was the case, but also they are adventurers. They will sometimes take on these tasks. Yes. Out of, for their own, of their own free will. You know? yeah. 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 So it, it, hindered me in understanding what the dynamic of this world was a little bit when they were given the tasks by force, but they might have done it anyway. Um, (laughs) That kind of thing. If they weren't so hungover. Right. (laughs) You guys just reminded me of my favorite bit and I want to read, I want to adjust my answer from before of my favorite character. My favorite character is actually Braga. um, And it's mainly for not only is she badass, but she's the orc character. Um, Mm -hmm. The end, she has one of the best lines. Orcs only know one language, blood, and I'm the fucking alphabet. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that line is awesome. It's yeah. a li- this is 
so wonderful. Like she's such a <laughs> badass, yeah. and I hope she sticks around for a long time. Yeah, that yeah. Line she was she was a member of one of the other um, mercenary yes. parties. Yeah. The peaches, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, the peaches. Yeah, yeah. They all had matching outfits. Yeah, they were yeah. nice outfits. The I like Violet's reaction to that too. She's like, "Oh, that was an awesome line," because yeah. she's not so great at lines. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is they're being they're being. Um, Sort of attacked by uh, orcs or trolls? No, I guess they're trolls. trolls. Those are trolls. And um, smaller trolls. Because in the in the beginning they kill a troll, and so the troll's wife has brought all of the rest of the trolls to bear on this town, and so they're all trying to defend it. And uh, so it's the they're getting beat, and out of you know from the back, the big dramatic entrance of the Daves. They've all shown up to help, and they go. Somebody call the four Daves. No, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's the second Gary joke in as many pages, and it still works. And then it says, like, nobody asked you, Gary. Next issue, shut the fuck up, Gary. Plus five attack, f- plus five on attack rolls against dudes named Gary. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is like a fun that's the only place that they bring in, yeah. you know, D and D gaming stuff, and it works there because it's out of the story. It's right at the end, and it's to you, the reader. You know, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like they're meant to be old um, editor notes. Like, check out yeah. issue four if you want to know about Yeah, like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. This is a great book. Yeah. I, I would yeah. I would definitely suggest this. This is really fun. Oh, one Absolutely. aspect that we haven't talked about that I really enjoyed is the relationship between the four, right? Like, they have a solid friendship that I think is mm-hmm. so fun to see and read that they're not like – like 100% lovey with each other. They get annoyed with each other, but they're like, they really come through. Oh, what reminded me was Betty having gotten the troll eyes for, uh, for Violet. Um, but it's like little moments like that happen. Like they get annoyed with each other, but they have very positive uh, uh, relations with each other as well. Yeah, for me, um, you, you can really tell that they've been around together a long time because yeah, there yeah. is a person who is specifically designated for breakfast duty, and yeah. that person is not there in the morning. So the other one of the other rat queens have to do it. She's like, "I cut up some fruit. That's all we. That's all I'm doing." <laughs> like, oh, I miss it. You know, usually the other I forget which which rat queen it was was usually on breakfast duty, and I just thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Betty's uh, lunch, <laughs> candy and magic mushrooms. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, well, I definitely well, recommend this. Last time we did this, like two weeks ago, but we weren't on a quest at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this this was this was fun. Yeah, yeah. this was. Really fun. Um. All right. Thank uh-huh. you so much for joining us. We should probably figure out what we're going to talk about next week. Books are happening. I have, I have a whole I have a whole couple of boxes back there of new books. So uh, the new issues will be coming. Uh, so we're going to have to figure out our new format i guess maybe we'll just go back to doing our weekly issues i personally have been enjoying catching up on trade paperbacks and we're thinking about maybe it would be a patreon thing where if you're a patron uh patreon.com slash johnny destructo uh for a dollar or more whoever it is uh you maybe we could start doing voting there and you could tell us what we're going to review um that month maybe we'll do like a book club every month um so we're still trying to figure it out so you know bear with us this has been a bucket of fun. Max Man, oh, all right. Max Mancini says, "How about Long Halloween?" Noel says, "No." <laughs> all What's right. that face for? Uh, I just it, we recently read that for like another book yeah. club. <laughs> uh, did we do that for? Yeah, we did that for your book club for your shop like two years ago, 
And then it was brought up again. Man, that book is, I think I've read it like 40 times. Oh. And well, it, you don't it, have to read it again. It's diminishing returns every time, too. It's just like, mm. like you see the seams more and more every time. How about a book that's new-ish? Anyone? Like this was this was a, a gem that I'd never heard about or, or tried. Not something super humanly possible. Pop, uh, not something super popular. Okay. Yeah, something crappy. It's not- no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, no. Look, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, not, yeah, no, not bad, exactly. One, not dark. Not somewhere. Yeah, not, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that is your hidden gem that you yeah. want more people to read. Not hush. Melly G recommends Moonstruck. Never heard of it. That one is not crappy. She says. Oh, long okay. Long Halloween is not crappy. It's just let's talk about stuff that's not. In the zeitgeist. Let's talk about stuff that like is something we've never read before, maybe, or uh, other people that listen have never read before to try and like perpetuate new reads, not just Max Mancini. Born again. You you have a couple of seconds. Otherwise, it's gonna be moonstruck. Oh, he says <laughs> he says Saga Volume Saga, 9 only. Volume 9 oh, only. Nine. Son of a bitch! Yeah, I have not. You read. son of a bitch! Wait, you know, I mean, and I'm, I was like, I bought all the issues because it looked a lot like uh, Lucifer, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, uh, I'm so interested in this, but whatever was going on in my life at the time, I don't remember. I never got to it, uh, and to this day, I still haven't read it. I have the the two, the first two giant volumes. I would like so. I actually recently just read the first chunk of Saga. <laughs> I would talk about it if you guys actually want to talk about Saga. Because it is wildly popular, but it's wildly popular hmm. like here. It's not like there's a movie about it. Sure. Right, right, right. I mean, do we have uh, to decide at the close of the show? Or can we take... No, no. Films? How about yeah. Killer Be Killed finally? Does anybody want to talk about oh that? Oh my god! I would love to do Killer Be Killed. Motor Crush is I've never read. Hmm. Motor uh, Crush I did for Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex book club about a year no. ago. Hmm. Volume okay, 1 I, I did. Uh, um, oh saga yes oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um hey you know aren't there new um no that's not fun i was gonna say there's like those new criminal one and dones like pulp and cruel summer that are coming this oh, year pulp is coming out Ooh. yeah hmm. um pulp is isn't pulp like a western uh i it's it's um yes and no it's a western noir so it's an older gentleman writing western stories in the 30s and then you find out those stories are actually about him mm. so it's a mod it's a it's a 1930s ish noir but flashbacks to westerns yeah i'm i'd be into doing that because it's not even out yet but we have a pdf copy of it from image comics um, we'll, um but we'll figure it out we'll figure it out um we're probably not going to do a book club every week because we'll, we'll be so busy catching up on the single issues as they come out so i'm thinking maybe we'll just do a book club segment every month and we'll let you know ahead of time so you guys can read it along with us um and then we could discuss it uh live on the stream um she says lady mechanica wicked and divine i'm just throwing out all i know lol uh those are actually i've always been curious about lady mechanica I don't know anything about Wicked and Divine. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be like that. That is a cool, interesting idea. But listening audience, it doesn't have to be those requirements. You know, it can like Long Halloween is something that we didn't particularly want to read that particular one. But if you, you know, 
it can be. Uh, Not we throw yeah. it on me. That's fine. I, I just think that uh, we have a, we have a microphone and three or four people that listen. So let's talk about stuff that's not constantly covered or constantly yeah. talked about or like. I'll tell you what, uh, to, to chime into that, the dark, yeah. um, long Halloween, I would like to revisit Dark Victory, the sequel. Yeah. Who talks Nobody about talks that about anymore? That yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so that's a mainstream. That's like a big two book. Or, or even, even if it's something that's about to get big again, like all of us have really weird mixed feelings about um, Dark Knight's Metal, and the oh, sequel's yeah. about to come out. So it's like, should we force ourselves to read it and kind of figure out if we still hate it? I don't know. Yeah, um, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Recently enough, ooh, Beautiful. I would love to. You know, that's another I've never read it. Never read Let's it. do that. Let's do I, volume one of Alan Moore Swamp Thing, please. I'm, I'm down. I actually I just read it, so that's less homework for me. It is done. I like how people. I like how people were just throwing out stuff until finally we were like, nope, nope, nope. Yes, that's the I mean, one. That's <laughs> that is how your decisions will be chosen. If you just say things and if time, you say something we like, then you win. Come to the stream with suggestions, yeah. and we'll just throw them out. <laughs> so, um, Melly G, I hope uh, I hope we did the Rat Queens justice since you asked us to review it. Uh, we all enjoy it. We all recommend it highly. You should definitely check it out and um, join us at our. Well, next next week we're just going to be talking about the issues again. But I think maybe a month from now uh, we'll we'll let you know when the date gets closer. Uh, we're going to be talking about Swamp Thing Volume One by I'm sorry, Saga of the Swamp Thing Volume One by Alan Moore. So. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to help us out, uh, go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. You can actually um, uh, go to JD's hero complex dot shop where I am selling trade paperbacks from my store's stock. And I just finally put it up. You can go to, uh, to that site. And I did a little baby Yoda t-shirt and some stickers that you could buy from there as well. I will print it for you on demand and I will mail it to you and you can wear it because that's what you do with shirts usually. Um, Noah, where can the people find you? Um, well, currently I'm sheltered in place, so you can find me in my apartment. However, uh, other than that, I'm here with you guys every week, which is uh, my my joy and delight. Yeah. Um, we're on the social media pages, um, at Mr. Bartocci on Twitter, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. And Brian. I can be found at brianleibdesign.com. Uh, my name was written on the bottom of the screen, but now it's not. So I hope that you saw it when it was. And nope. then add the word design.com after it. Ooh, Optimus Prime. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm closer yes. there. <laughs> Thank you for the review. I would order from JD, but delivery to the Netherlands is crazy. No mm. worries. No worries. We'll bring it ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're just going to travel to the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to pay for the plane ticket, but it's fine. I mean, shipping, shipping Probably is... Cheaper. So yeah. for shipping, it's you're you're shipping me, and I'm yeah. going to bring the books. Yeah. yeah. I'll bring them to you, because I've never been to the Netherlands. Little, it's a fun little yeah. bonus. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will... Talk at you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. 
recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This is great.